Blog Talk Radio. Well, uh, born the son of a sharecropper back in, no, I'm just kidding. 
I'm originally from Chicago. I'm originally from Chicago. My mom and my brother and sister still live there. It's all the rest of my family. Um, U.S. Navy veteran. I lived in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area for a while. I moved to Richmond. Uh, went to college there. Well, here. Um, went on to uh, do accounting business in administration, human resources. I worked as a financial aid officer at a college for like seven years, and I just got, you know, I was just kind of caught up in, I was on the wrong side of the fence, you know, wanting so much to help people, but by the time they came into my office to receive help, you know, it was some, most of the time it was too late. Um, so, you know, I got out, started my own business, a few home-based things, trying to get those things up and going, involved heavily in ministry, my wife and I, um, married for 11 years now. Um, Woo-hoo, only, so Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only 41 years young, but married. And I and I, I want to make this point. I, I'll say I'm I'm remarried. I like to to make that point for all the religious folk out there who, who think that divorce is the unforgivable sin. Uh oh. Um, but but he, even Jesus mentioned that you know with the Samaritan woman that she had five husbands. But he uh-huh. noticed that she she was married, so he does uh-huh. honor marriage. The Bible doesn't say she was a whore. It just says she had husbands before. So, Lord have know, mercy, John. <laughs> so she was married before, and he was still able to use her in ministry. So, you know, I had to come to that to that realization because knowing I had a passion in my heart for marriage ministry and then having been married before, going through the divorce, going through, you know, the infidelity, going through all of that stuff that, you know, we uh-huh. go through as people that are trying to serve God, I, you know, I have to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to use that or let somebody else use that to, to tie me up and say, you know, well, you can't be effective, you know, in That's a marriage right. ministry. You know, this is not your first and only wife. So I say, well, just take it take it up with the Lord. Oh, there you go. Now, I told the listeners earlier, you transparent. You get what you get from you. So <laughs> it is what it is. Now, I knew if I unleashed you, you was going to preach now. So can you just I'm, keep it down a little bit, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's good. That's good. Look, when I was actually putting the show together today, I didn't realize that it was three years ago to the day that you found out uh-huh. that you were conceived by rape. Nine twenty nine oh eight. Now that's just amazing to me, cause but you know God sets it up that way. I didn't know that it was going to be this day, this time, this hour, this year that you would be on the show, but it just happened like that. So take me back to that day, John, when you found out that you were conceived by rape. Yeah, and and, and it seems like he only uses Nicole to bring out things like that, cause I didn't know <laughs> until you. <laughs> There you exactly. go. That's me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, I actually remember the, the the day pretty well. You know, I don't remember exactly how my mom and I got to that question, but I remember uh, coming home from, from we had intercessory prayer earlier that day, and you know I came home and I called my mom. I wanted to talk to her about some things that had just been on my heart. You know, just some questions I had about myself, and you know, I have an eight-year-old son. You know, at the at the time he was five, but still, with all of the things that I had come through in my life, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, just self-esteem issues, dealing with uh, pornography addiction, dealing with all kinds of things as a man, 
trying to love the Lord, you know, I wanted to find out more about, you know, who I am. Why am I thinking this way? Why am I having these battles in my mind knowing that, you know, I gave my life to the Lord, but this stuff is still here. But anyway, I knew that was a natural side to it as well. So I called my mom, you know, to talk to her, you know, just wanted to know some more because um, I had a first name and a last name. And, you know, mm-hmm. the first name I'd gotten from an aunt, you know, maybe years and years ago. And then a few few years I got a last name from my mom. She never talked about them, never, you know, really said anything about it. So, you know, I called her and I, you know, I was like, what's, you know, what what happened with you and this man or, you know, what was the situation with my father? And, um, you know, it, it took a little bit to, to, to get her to open up. She's, you know, she's really quiet, doesn't really talk a lot. Um, you know, I joke a lot with her, but, you know, this time she knew that, you know, I really had something that I, I wanted to talk about. But when she finally opened up, you know, she said that when she was 15, she was raped. And um, and this you know this man was he was the person who who was my father, mm-hmm. and you know just recently I I'd actually called her back to talk a little bit more about it because I I noticed on my um, birth certificate um, that you know it says her age was 15 that the the boy's age was 16, but it, it was just a few more details just kind of nagging at me you know mm-hmm. I, you know so I asked her you know. I was like, you know, is this a situation where you and this guy were dating? You know, maybe things got a little out of hand. You know, is it something that was a little more, you know, forceful, violent? And I know some of the listeners may be, look, you know, listening and like, you know, what difference does it make? She was raped. But mm-hmm. if you're thinking how I was thinking and just trying to sort through all of this, there's a difference to me, you know, in when I'm thinking about spiritual transfers and I'm thinking about, you know, other yeah. things that were going on, that's a lot deeper than, you know, okay, you were conceived by rape. Okay, what type mm-hmm. of relationship was it? You know, so those those things were they were important details for me, you know, and I needed to know, you know, and trying to raise my son, you know, and seeing, seeing things and seeing him headed in, in ways that, you know, I try to protect him from. Even at eight years old, you know, I find myself having to guide him away from things like the jet beauty of the week, you know. Mm, right, you know, right, right, right. My, my wife's picking up the magazine and she's like, okay, he he's looking at that. I was like, okay, yeah, i got to sit down and talk to him because there, there's there's so much more that, you know, that parents, as parents, I don't just leave it on the moms. I know we have a lot of women listeners, but parents, those fathers, father figures, you know, be open, be transparent, let them know. You know, I messed up too. You know, I made a lot yeah. of mistakes, made some bad decisions, but this is how you handle this. This is how you manage right. that, you know, manage now, emotions. So, right. Now, ahead. John, when that <laughs> evening when you were talking to him, talking to your mother, that was the first time you've ever asked a question about your father? Well, it wasn't so much the first time I ever asked. I, I guess I kind of hinted, hinted around it, you know, from time to time. I never really sat down with her, you know, seriously and just, you know, really, you know, put put forth that effort that I wanted to know. You know, I would bring it up, you know, every now and then, you know, what was his name? Or, you know, you never talk about him. You never say anything about him. Mm-hmm. And I just left it at that. You know, he wasn't around. I never knew him. I never saw him that I know of. 
So it just it just didn't matter to me at yeah. the time. But you know, as years went by, you know, those things just <clears throat> just started to you know question marks you know come up in my mind. You know, I I I, I put I put my hats off to all of the women out there who are having to play the role as mother and father. But I always say this, even though you're playing that role, there is still something missing in that, that young man's life. There is something, a void there that God did not create you to fill. So, right. you know, you may you may be doing everything you know how to to do both both roles as a parent, but there's still something that that, 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 that child needs that a man was designed to give. And that even yeah. though he's not in your life, you know. Yeah, and you know what? I think as adults, and we don't understand it as children, but we know when um, something is off topic to talk about, even as children. I can remember me growing up and wanting to say something, but kind of like, okay, I'm scared to say it. And even as adults now, and we're not exempt from it, we do the same thing with our children. If there's a question that right. comes up and we don't want to answer it, we know how to to how to do that thing where children know, don't ask that question without them even an, um, asking, which is not right, but it's something that all of us do. None of us are exempt. Now, John, were you bitter? Were you angry? Were you mad? Did you curse God? What happened? Were, or was it just you were at peace? Oh, it's, it's funny. I, I never would have expected to respond the way that I did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a piece. I mean, I don't yeah. know if <clears throat> everything that I had been through or, you know, it, it was just where I was at that time in my life that, you know, it, it, I just looked at it like I understood where yeah. where this man, you know, I don't, understood, I don't understand why he did it, but... With all that I had been studying, all that I had learned, all that I had experienced as a man, I knew that whatever he did at the age of 16, he didn't even understand. You know, he he was probably responding to something that he had picked up. He, maybe he had been molested. Maybe he had been touched by someone else, an uncle or father. You know, that's the way I looked at it. So I wasn't angry with him. I was able to forgive him. You know, so it, it it wasn't a negative thing. It was a you know, it allowed me to add another piece to the puzzle, you know, to try to figure out, you know, these things. But you no, know, I wasn't angry or upset, so yeah, that Yeah, that's that, good. That's, yeah, that's good and you know, God just God is just bad like that. He has a way of preparing us. We don't know what he's preparing us for, but when that thing comes out or when that storm comes out we can stand steady and we are rooted and grounded in the word of God that we may handle it. That's why we gotta have their word on the inside of us and we gotta because the the storms of life is gonna come. We're gonna find out some things and go through some things, but are we prepared for them? And you were prepared for it. Now, how was how's the relationship with your mother? Uh, because you know what? Uh even outside of the relationship with you and her, I believe everything is fine with you guys, but she she carried around that secret for so long, and I know, and all of us as adults know, there's some things we have never shared with anybody but God, and that thing could do it does something to you. So how right. is she doing? Well, and I thank you for bringing that up because I I would I still pray for her, you know for her healing in that area, yeah. and um, I want her to open up more. 
um, I asked her permission, you know, when she told me if if she would allow me to write about it. <clears throat> so now, you know, some of my family members know about it. And, you know, even talking with her since then a little bit more, you know, getting her to share some things, you know, she feels that I've done okay, you know, with my life. You know, I've never let mm-hmm. it stop me. You know, I you know, I have children, I have grandchildren, and, you know, she, you know, she believes that everything is okay, but I'm still trying to to just admonish her. I, I want you to, to still get some help. You know, she's never had counseling. She's never to carry something like that for all that time. You know, even though yeah. you have the, the job, you have the car, you have the house, and you have all these things that, on the outside, say, I'm okay, I did okay, despite you never really know how how much, you know, it affected you. And I tell her, you know, yeah, you have done okay, but I can assure you that God has so much more planned for your life, you know, if you were able to get free from, from I said, number one, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't something that you did, something you asked for, but, you know, you know, it's something that happened, but you have to get free from it. You have to open up, you know, get some some type of help, some counseling, or you know, just just some way to 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 get that off of you. Yeah, well, I will definitely continue to pray for her and praying for her healing and and all of that. So to God be the glory. Um, you know what, John. This radio show is about solutions as well. Yes, we talk about what happened, but we also talk about how God um, took us through it, how he delivered us. But we, I want you to encourage somebody right now. I want you, somebody may be listening. Somebody may not be as vocal as myself or as you, and they may be listening or they may listen to the archives. Um, they may have gone through this. Encourage them, but they're still bitter. They're mad. They're holding on to it, and they don't understand why it happened to them. I want you to minister to them right now for um, about 60 seconds. Okay. Well, if you're a woman and you can relate to the experience, you know, holding on to secrets from your past, you know that there is a God who loves you. You know, despite what happened to you, despite what people said about you or what was done to you, you can still be free. You know, what happened to you was not God's will for your life. And, you know, you can still work to the plan that he has for you. You know, the enemy is not going to destroy your life over what happened in your life. There is an anointing for healing right now where you are yeah. to deal with that issue, you know, to yeah. heal the memory, to take away take you through the process and making it less painful every day, um, you know, you have to tell God where it hurts, even though he knows, even though he saw it, he was right there when it happened. But something that I heard that Joyce Myers said, you know, that reminded me, you know, when people ask, why did God allow this to happen? Why did he, you know, why didn't he stop it? He said, I was in the same place I was when they killed my son. You know, when when those things were dear to my son, where was I? I was right there. So it doesn't mean that he he won't allow the things to happen, but that no matter what happens, he can still work it out to 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 your good for you know for his will. Um, if it's a man out there listening, maybe the archives, maybe you know just in the room listening as the the, the wife. If there's something that you've committed or something you've done or something you've experienced in your life that you can relate to in this area, know that you don't have to define your manhood by your childhood. 
You don't have to continue to be who you once were. You know, whatever state you're in, there's healing for you as well. You know, take the opportunity to ask God to help you find the missing pieces. You know, women are not the only ones who sit by the well, you know, trying to fill voids. You know, men use things to fill voids too. You know, other people, positions, things, food, drugs, sex, whatever. You know, there's a void inside of all of us, all of us but there's only one person who can feel it, and that's Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. That's a good segue, too, because we're going to break for about a minute, and then we're going to come right back because not only have you survived uh, being conceived by rape and you have dealt with that with the peace of God, you're also a writer, and we're going to talk about some of your writings, particularly this last piece that you wrote for Breathe Again magazine called A Man's Pride. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Did he cheat and you don't know what you're going to do? Are you struggling with rebuilding trust? If not, then you know someone that is. So He Cheated, Now What? by Nicole Cleveland is one woman's personal testimony of overcoming an affair in her marriage, an affair that produced a child. No, it's not about catching a cheating spouse or six ways to get him back or 12 ways to find out if he's cheating. It's all about forgiveness and moving past the pain into her purpose. Visit SoHeCheated.com or call 757-404-1582. Welcome back to Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. I I have on the line with me today Elder John Donaldson. He just shared his powerful testimony of being conceived by rape and how God just took him through and how he's ministering to others. Um, And now we're going to be talking about his articles. He just wrote a piece for us called A Man's Pride. And in this piece, you talk a lot about dying to self. Um, John, why is it so important when you're looking at a man's pride that you cast down that pride? <laughs> I, I don't even <laughs> I don't mm. even want to go into that. I don't because I'm prideful right now. I don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> you know what? I, I, Nicole, I tell you, I don't know what kind of timing or what kind of long clock God gives you to call me with stuff like this. But my wife and I just went through something like this yesterday. And mm. good thing she's not here. So I can just tell my part of it. All but right. anyway, <laughs> he do it like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you had when you about the um, when you asked about the article and when I was writing it at that time, I was thinking about um, years ago. I wanted to. <clears throat> I was thinking about um, it was called Fallen Angels, and I was thinking about how how in the world can Satan can the devil who was created to be right there next to God in the throne room ministering to him and song and all these things. How can he be allowed to convince a third of the angels to Mm -hmm. try to overthrow? And Mm -hmm. I said, all of this stuff happened. Yeah, mutiny. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff happened right there. I said, God, right in your presence, you know, you allowed this to happen. But, you know, we all have that same spirit of pride. You know, we talk about different levels of sin, adultery, fornication, all these things we put in categories. But rebellion, 
anything that is against what God told you to do and you don't want to do it, that's a that's a thing of rebellion and it comes from a root of pride. Mm-hmm. So anytime you know, you know, God tells you to apologize to your husband or tell you know, say something nice to your kids, you ain't, you don't know you you're not supposed to be yelling at them like that. But if right. you don't do it, then that's rebelling against what you know God wants you to do. So there's right. some pride there somewhere. But yeah. anyway, when I got to the article, I thought about all the things that that Jesus went through knowing he was going to have to go through. And I, I focused on one phrase, and that was that he decided to die. I thought mm-hmm. about that song that, you know, all the choirs sing around Easter and, you know, good Right, right. He would not. From the cross, you know, and I thought about that, and I just kept thinking about that one phrase, he decided to die. He knew ahead of time. He made a conscious decision. I'm going to be the one to die. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be prideful, even though I don't deserve it, even though it's not my fault, it's not my sin. I'm not the right. one that's wrong, but for the, the sake of the relationship. And that's, yeah. a, you know, a personal thing with everybody. So his relationship yeah. with Nicole, he made the decision to his relationship with me, he made the decision to die. So right. that was, you know, where it came from. Okay, okay. And so why is it so prevalent in marriages, though? You know I'm going to go there, John. We do. We talk <laughs> about this. We go back and forth all the time. And, you know, you set me straight because when I talked to you or I sent you an email about doing the article on a man's pride, you definitely put that plug in there that it's not just a man's pride, it's a woman's pride, too, because we do got pride. We None of us want to be the first to say, I'm sorry. And my husband and I have just gotten to a point where it's just like, it is what it is. Who is sorry, sorry. So basically we should be in competition to say, I'm sorry. We're not going nowhere. It, it don't make no sense to be breaking stuff and fussing and fighting, knowing that we're going to have to pay for it after the fact. It, we mad on one side of the bed, the other one on the other side of the bed. We don't draw a line in the middle kicking each other <laughs> if you come across the line <laughs> in the bed. Why? Why is it, John? Talk to me. Man, I feel good because I'm not the only one to feel that way. No, you're not the only one. <laughs> that is funny, well, I, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. You know, women are crazy. <laughs> you, know, I, I just, <laughs> you know what? I can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out. You don't know what's no, wrong that, with us, huh? No, but that that's a good way to look at it. I, you know, I, I'm going to hold on to that. You know, it should be a competition between the yeah. two of us to say I'm sorry, to, you know, be the first one to apologize. And that that's a good way to look at it. But, you know, I, I I really can't I can't explain it. You know, I'm in the same boat you're in trying to understand this pride and set it down and say, look, pick your battles because this is really small. It really it doesn't matter. It doesn't, she raised your voice at you, and she really shouldn't have, but, you know, it's okay. Just, right. You know, it is what it is. Right. It is what it is. So, Look, John, um, we could talk about pride all day long, but I really want to get into, <laughs> for real, but I really want to get into what you do. You're a graphic designer. You're a writer. You're a freelancer. you got a lot of things going on. So I want you to tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you and what your specialty is. Okay. Well, 
you can get in contact with me. I'm actually rebuilding a website right now, but um, my email address, is, my company is Revelations Media, uh, Revelations Christian Media, so revelationscm at gmail.com or Jay Donaldson, my last name is D-O-N-E-L-S-O-N dot R-C-M at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have, you know, I like to do videos, so I'm on YouTube as well. Um, but I, I like, you know, different types of uh, media. I, I do uh, PowerPoint presentations. I do videos. I do uh, graphic design, uh, creating logos. It, it actually all started because I, would, I try to catch myself from saying small church, but I was in uh, a small congregation years ago. <clears throat> And, you know, my, the pastor, we were always having different services and different outreach things going on, and she would want flyers and banners and things like that. So that's why I just started brushing in my skills. But, you know, a lot of the, the, of the churches that we fellowshiped within our circle, there were so many things that were out there and available that they didn't have access to or didn't know were out there, you know, because of funds or just not being, you know, knowledgeable of what was available. So that's that was the whole purpose of me actually going back to school. So I, I took business, accounting, human resource management because I wanted to go out and teach other churches about, you know, how how to function as a, a small business or, you know, how to do certain things. So that's why I honed the skills at graphic design and I was doing business cards for pastors and, you know, doing the flyers, doing PowerPoint presentations and and things like that, creating websites, and, you know, uh, it just kind of grew from there. So, you know, the, the church where we are now, um, Agape, and, you know, have help now. Your husband is coming back home. Thank the Lord. Um, Praise and, <laughs> <laughs> and, um it's, it's just been a passion of mine. You know, I, it's something that I enjoy doing and just trying to find a way that, um I can kind of mold it into a system where I can help people and still be able to travel, still be able to have time for my family, still be able to minister and, you know, get the bills paid. So that's, that's where I good. am. Yeah, and you do amazing work. You have done um, some work for Breathe Again magazine, not just writing but graphic design. You put the whole package together for my husband and I for our uh, marriage, Why Should I Stay um, special, and uh, you know, you do wonderful work. So if you're in need, listeners, of a graphic designer, if you're in need of a freelance writer, if you're in need of someone to create business cards or any type of postcards or materials, um, get up with John. You can click on his link on my actual page on the radio show. And, you know, it's been real, John. God bless you, brother. I love you. I love Thank you. I love you. Thank so you so much, sir. Love you too. I'm so happy that you called. You know, asked me to be a part of it. You know, all your listeners out there. I know you guys have been supporting Nicole and listening to all the the things that she asked for you reading the articles. But just stay connected with her. She she's a, an awesome woman of God. She and her husband are wonderful people, and I'm I'm so happy to be in covenant with them and to just you know be called upon to to do whatever. You know, as soon as she calls, she knows that I'm here to support breathe again and whatever she's doing because she is definitely good soil in the kingdom. So I encourage you, sis, keep up the good work, and I'm proud of you. 
Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Give Charlene hugs and kisses for me and the baby for me. So God bless you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, that's it. You know, this has been blessed. We dedicated the whole show to John and all the things God has done for him and how he has overcome certain things in his life, conceived by rape. He, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. John is actually going to be back again and again because he has so much to share with the body of Christ because he is an asset in the body of Christ, in the kingdom, not religion, but relationship. Remember that. So if you have a, a powerful testimony and you want to be on the show, email us at radioshow at breatheagain.org. Check out the website. You know, Read those overcoming articles. Listen to the archives of the radio show. We don't do this just to be doing it. We really want to connect the dots. That's what I. That's what God gave me. We are. We are here to connect the dots. Maybe I. I may not have been through what you've been through, but I can get somebody on the line, or I can post their article to share that you're not the only one. You're not the only one that cried those tears. You're not the only one that screamed that scream. But if God did it for them, He'll definitely do it for you. Um, check us out, and if you ever need to uh, contact me, editor at breatheagain.org. God bless you, and thanks for listening. And remember, it's never goodbye. It is until next time. God bless you. passion leads to many places and it's your journey that makes all the difference enjoy where life takes you in a 2019 honda accord with available features like built-in wi-fi and the latest advanced safety features that can even read traffic signs pair that with a head-up display makes this the safest and most advanced accord ever built drive home this award-winning accord for just 259 a month at your hampton roads honda dealer today honda it's the perfect ride for hampton roads